Hey guys, welcome to this special book club edition of Unleashed. That's right, I am opening up my library of some of my favorite books that I've read. And I've read a lot of books. I've got a lot of favorites, but I have put together some summaries from a class I taught years ago. And I recorded these video summaries for this curriculum in Soul School. But I'm going to share them here with you because I really want you to get that reading really influences how you lead in your life. It's the thing that allows you to get five or six hours of a deep dive into the author's greatest ideas at that time. And wow, what a way to be mentored by some of the most incredible people on this planet without ever having to meet them or know them. So I hope you enjoy this. I hope you take the action that I ask you to take. I really hope you dig it. I hope you dive in and I hope you apply what you learn in these lessons. As always, if you enjoy this episode, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of the goodness that is coming up. And of course, if you haven't yet, leave a rating and review as it exponentially helps get my podcast out to more people so that I can keep providing amazing free content to you. All right, let's get into it. So essentialism at its core is about living by design and not by default. Most of us live by a default status. The way we do everything is literally by just surrendering to the flow of life and stuff just happens and keeps happening to us. And yet our entire life keeps passing us by because we're not being intentional about it. And essentialism is about being highly strategic and highly intentional and designing every single piece and aspect of our lives. So instead of making choices reactively, we are responding with care, concern, and deliberation. Now, part one talks about the core mindset, the essence of essentialism. And there are three deeply entrenched ideas that non-essentialists think about all the time. And if you want to move into essentialism, we have to get rid of. These ideas are, I have to, it's all important, and I can do both. Now, to embrace essentialism, we truly have to look at, I choose to, I choose to do this. Only a few things really matter, and I can do anything, but not everything. So those are the three core fundamental beliefs of the essentialists. Now, let's talk about choice. The invisible power of choice. Choosing. The minute we forget that we have choice is the minute our life goes into chaos, and we literally become a victim of life. But the minute we decide that we have choice, which we do, we often just forget, we then have the power back in our hands to choose whether we engage or don't engage, whether we take on a project or don't take on a project. And it's really important that uh, we don't just recognize the power of choice, but we celebrate it. And this truly goes into remembering and celebrating the fact that we are autonomous beings with our own lives, because most people have this invisible obligation to somebody else out there where they feel like they don't have a choice. Well, I don't have a choice because my mom really needs me to do this. Well, I don't have a choice because my boss really needs me to do this. We have choice in everything we do, and we cannot forget this. This is a huge, huge part of essentialism. Um, A sentence here that's great is, the essentialist knows that when we surrender our right to choose, we give others not just the power, but also the explicit permission to choose for us. So either choose or be chosen for. 
All right. Um, chapter three is discern the unimportance of practically everything. I really love this chapter because this chapter really dives into literally how most of the requests and projects and things and commitments that we have in our lives and the stuff to do that's on our to-do list is really unimportant. There is so much that so many of us do that is wildly unimportant in life, yet we think it's all important. We think it all matters so much, and it doesn't. Remember, we have choice. We have choice, and then that choice enables us to discern what's important and what's not. Huge, huge thing here. Um, you discern more so you can do less, essentially. Do more of what's important and less of what is not. Uh, chapter four is trade-off. Which problem do I want? Now, this is great because um, this is the idea of I can do anything, but I cannot do everything. So the minute we choose something, we're inevitably making a trade-off for something else. So I'm choosing to say yes to coffee with you, trading off my free 45 minutes I had for myself. I'm saying yes to responding to this email to you, trading off time I had to creatively work on my next project. Everything is a trade-off everything. So we must keep that in mind. Every time we choose, every time we discern, every time we make a decision, we're saying yes to something and trading off and saying no to something else. So instead of asking, what do I have to give up? They ask, what do I want to go big on? Which problem do I want? Because when we say yes to something, we're essentially saying yes to certain problems, to certain things that come with it. So another way to ask this is, which problem do I want to solve? Do I want to solve the problem of um, wanting to dive deeper into my social relationships? Okay, then I'll go out to coffee with this person. Or do I want to solve the problem of getting ahead on my curriculum development? I want to solve that problem, so I'll make that choice. Which problem do I want to solve? Um, or what do I want to go big on? What's most important right now? And trade-offs are not something to be ignored. They are something to be embraced and be made deliberately, strategically, and thoughtfully. So that is huge. So guys, that is it for part one, part one book video number one. Um, in these three things, choice, discernment, and trade-off, start to look at how this is showing up in your life. Start to look at where you feel like, A, you don't have a choice. Start to think like, where do I feel powerless? Where do I feel like I don't have the choice to decide and to be an autonomous human being? And then start like going into those areas and going, hmm, what choice did I actually make there? Oh, I chose to give my power to that person. I chose to give my power to that person. Because that's a choice. When we don't feel like we have power, we're, the choice was is we give our power to someone else. Then go into discernment. What is really important in your life? Look at everything you spend your time on. Even just look at your life in the span of a week and start asking yourself, what am I doing here that's completely unimportant, that doesn't move the needle on what matters to me, what I value in my life? I just put a little check mark next to the important things, put a little X next to the unimportant things. Because the unimportant things we can start delegating or eliminating or automating and creating systems for, like we have in the workbook. So really start to look at that. And then finally, trade-offs. As you're making decisions, as you're saying yes, as you're saying no, as people are making requests of you, even if it's invisible requests like text messages, Facebook messages, Instagram messages, 
emails, phone calls, um, coffee requests, kid requests. Think of all the requests that you have coming at you and start to think, what is the trade-off here? Which problem do I want to solve? What's most important to me right now? Start asking yourself, what's the trade-off in this decision? And then make the conscious decision and trade-off from that point. So start there, guys. That's a lot. It's a little bit condensed information, but it's a lot to truly take on. And I want you guys to take it on. I want you this week to truly take it on and be with that in the process of what's coming up through trading off, making discernment, and choosing your life. All right, love you guys. I will see you soon for book video number two.